When I was asked to speak at Granny's funeral, um, the first verse, scripture verse that came to mind, Paul writes to Timothy, and he says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. And you could swap out uh, your grandmother Bobby and your mother Diane, and now lives in you also. And that would express how I feel. Uh, Granny's taught generations of Sunday school. How many people in here sat either in her Sunday school class or were raised as one of her grandkids or one of her adopted grandkids? How many of you had your lives poured into? Raise your hands. Look, look around at, at all of the people. This is part of her legacy. You know, people in this room, and there are so many people that couldn't make it today, but they're a part of her legacy and they'll live on long after. Uh, we'll miss her. Obviously, I mean, it's, it's, like we said, it was unexpected, but not unprepared for. She had, uh, her and granddaddy had made plans and they'd been really diligent about taking care of all of this stuff as they realized their race was getting ready to be ended and finished and, and finished well. And so it's, it's still a shock in some ways to a lot of us and there'll be grief that'll be processed, which is part of it. Um, grief is important and it's healthy you know people somehow got this terrible idea that you shouldn't cry when somebody dies and you shouldn't act like you miss them and you shouldn't talk about them and you just you know everything about death is sanitized you know we don't actually physically uh, bury our own family members like they used to do in bible times you know we we have thankfully we have people that know what they're doing to help do that but it's it we're always a step removed from death and that's good in some ways and not great in others because what it does is it can sometimes desensitize us to what death is. And, and it's important, I think, to realize as part of that faith that Granny passed on, that she believed in wholeheartedly, is the fact that this world is created by a good God. And the world is good. And things like this that go against it are bad. And it's okay to say that they're bad. Death is bad. She's in a better place. But the pain that death brings is a real thing. And it should sting a little bit if, you, if it's somebody that we love. And so we have a few things that we do when we're faced with death. One is we don't grieve without hope. We grieve, but not without hope. We know that there will come a day when God's going to undo what's gone wrong. And that includes death. In the Bible that Granny loved so much, the, the last book of the Bible says, at the last day, death itself is destroyed. And so it's, it's always an enemy, and it always takes people that we love from us. And so it's okay, it's expected to grieve. Now everybody grieves differently. Some people are super weepy. If you've met my mom, <laughs> she'll cry at a Kleenex commercial. Some people are very stoic. If you've met her brother, <laughs> case in point, everybody expresses grief differently. And that's okay as long as we remember that we don't ever have to be okay with the fact that we lost somebody that we love. We don't grieve without hope, but we do grieve. One of the things we do, though, to cope with that grief is we remember her. We remember her life. This is a celebration of her life as much as it is a mourning of her death. And so we do remember all the craziness that was Granny. <laughs> and if you knew her, you knew. 
you know, and, and, and if you didn't know, she'd tell you. She, I couldn't ask for a better grandma. Um, she was, for all of us grandkids, she tried to get to everything. You know, Shannon and I lived further away, Mandy and Lee were here, and, and she was just so much a part of all of our lives, um, would come and visit, and, and would just always want to know what's going on, and, and was so proud, was so proud that all four of her grandkids were uh, healthy and walking with the Lord, and that would just, I know that made her so happy because she told me on a number of occasions, even the last conversation that we had last weekend, uh, it was, she came over to Vidalia, her and granddaddy, and, and she was sitting there telling me just about how blessed she was and how much she thanked God for all that he'd done through us uh, in our lives. And, and it's really sweet. That's a sweet memory. And so I want us to, you know, all of you that knew her, you have those memories. You have things she said to you that either made you laugh might have made you mad, might have made you laugh and be mad, but you have these things that you remember about her that you love and that you know that she loved you. And so remember those things and share those stories. Share the funny stories, share the frustrating stories, share the loving stories. Just talk about her. Uh, that's part of how we walk through times of grief. Say her name. Don't, don't feel like you have to not talk about her out of respect. That's the exact opposite. Uh, you should talk about and celebrate her life because it was a fantastic life. I mean, she is the epitome of down-home country girl strength. Raising all these youngins and grand youngins and great-grand youngins. Um, she, she is uh, just one of the strongest women that I knew. And... She's going to be missed immensely. Her body is before us, but her soul is resting. It's resting with the Lord. She, like we said, she went exactly the way she wanted to go. It's not over, though. Like we're going to, those of us that love her and care about her, we're going to see her again. Thousands of years ago, back in the Bible times, God was talking to his people, Israel, through their prophet Isaiah. And he was giving them a promise. They were going through a lot. Uh, a lot of it they had brought on themselves, but a lot of it was just suffering that they were going through. A lot of people were dying. And one of the things God said through Isaiah is he says, On this mountain... The Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all people, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, and he's talking about Jerusalem, on this mountain he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. And that's a promise that, that even in the Old Testament, they didn't have the firsthand knowledge of Jesus. They didn't know Jesus like Granny knows Jesus. They just had a far off promise that they put their hope in. That one day, all the bad that they were experiencing, all the death, all of the times that they were robbed of the people that they loved, all of the bodies that they put into the grave, that somehow God was going to undo that. That that's not just the end and we float off and live in the clouds forever and play harps. 
that that's not the faith that was passed on from granny to my mom to me, but rather the faith of the Holy Scriptures is that God would undo all of this one day. This is, this is temporary. This coffin, her grave, they're temporary. Because God goes on to say, and this is Isaiah 26, the very next chapter, he says, your dead will live, Lord, their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. Your dew is like the dew of the morning. The earth will give birth to her dead. And so that's when we bury someone, we're entrusting the body that God created into the earth or into the urn or, or wherever the person's remains end up, but only for a time. Because the promise God gave his people that Jesus then put skin and bones to in the New Testament is that one day the stone will be rolled back, the body will come out, it will rise to incorruptibility, to everlasting life. And so next time I see Granny, she won't have her arthritis. She won't have indigestion. She won't have any of the things, the ailments that she would frequently tell us about, and sometimes in vivid detail. <laughs> she won't have those things, and neither will I. And neither will all of us who have this faith that she was a participant in, that we're all part of. But we're not there yet. We're in between. You know, there's D-Day and then there was V-E Day. And there was a long bloody span in between those two days when the war was effectively over and when the victory was declared. And that's where we find ourselves now, in that time where God's kingdom is still advancing and people are still uh, being plagued by this thing called death. So we do grieve. You know, Jesus, the passage that Dad read a few minutes ago where Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Most people... Don't remember, he said that to his friends, Mary and Martha. And he said it at the graveside of his friend Lazarus, his beloved disciple Lazarus, who had just died. And Jesus was going to that funeral to raise Lazarus from the dead. So it sounds easy for him to say, well, I'm the resurrection. And, you know, he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. They didn't know that. But here's the key right after that. You keep reading your Bible. When Jesus gets to the tomb, now this is the tomb. He's about to go tell them to remove the stone, tell them to bring Lazarus out. He knows what's going to happen. When he got there and he saw the mourners and the people crying, and when he came face to face with death, the very thing that he had been sent to this earth to overcome, when he came face to face with that death, we read the shortest verse in the Bible, one word in the Greek Testament, two words in English, Jesus wept. Jesus wept at the loss of his friend, who he knew in five minutes would be standing back in front of him. How much more then are we allowed to weep when we have to stand at the graveside of somebody that we love, knowing that it'll be a while before we get to see her again? So death does sting, and it's a constant reminder that things aren't the way they're supposed to be. Every time you pass a graveyard, every time there's a service in this building, every time you see a tomb or, or a, a memorial, it's a reminder that things aren't done. God's not finished. Death is not just another part of life. It's an enemy. It's an enemy that we oppose, and it's an enemy that Jesus already defeated. And when he returns, he's going to finish the job, and he's going to throw the biggest banquet that's ever been thrown in the history of the world. And Granny's going to be there. 
And we're going to eat grits and eggs and hamburger and beans, cracker pie, all of the foods that she liked to cook, all of the things that we think about that are amazing. Those things, those are just foretastes. Those are just shadows. Those are just visual images to think about something that's going to be far, far greater when we all see our Lord together at the dinner table. And, and I can't wait for that. I know that her wish was that everybody in this room would be there. And I know that she would be the first person to say right now, do you know you're going to be there? She's a Baptist. Baptists do altar calls. And they preach the gospel. And I know that's what she wants at her funeral. And that's what I want to do here with you. Not right now for an altar call, because I'm not a Baptist minister, obviously. And you have capable ministers here in this community. But if you are here and you are not sure, if you know this Jesus, that she lived her life and that she died in the arms of, then she would want you and I would want you and we as a family would want you to know that. And to, to find out, to go to her pastor down at Mindy's, a community that her and granddaddy loved so much, that loved them so much, um, or, or anywhere. But, but I know that I know that I know that she wants to see you again. And the only way that can happen is if you know the one whom she is now with until that time. And so I pray that you would meditate on this fact that the pain of her death will one day be overcome if we are in that community of faith that she belonged to. So, Granny, we love you. I speak for all the grandkids when I say that we're just immensely proud of you as a grandma. Um, And we're just thankful. We celebrate your life. And we'll miss you but we will keep your legacy alive. Lord, thank you for this woman that you allowed us to live a life knowing. Lord, I pray that today would be a day of bittersweet memories, that we would be able to experience the joy just a a tiny glimpse of that joy that we know Granny is experiencing right now, that we would use her passing as a time to reflect on our transience and that one day we will join her. And for some, that will be a wonderful day. For others, that'll be a big mistake. And so I pray that that former category is full and the latter is empty that everybody in this room would be touched through her life and through her death, that they would want to know the God that she devoted her life to. All of us who were raised under her, who were raised under her love, who were raised under her cooking, who were raised under her switches when we deserved it, all of us, we thank you for her life and her legacy. We ask that you would continue to keep her living on in our hearts and in our minds and that you would give comfort, especially to Granddaddy and to Mom and Uncle Fred and and all of the people in her community right here uh, who will experience the deepest loss. 
and experience the, the, the biggest uh, change with her not being here every day. Pray that you would comfort all of us. Holy Spirit, do what you do best as the comforter. Give us the peace of the relationship that she lived and died in. Lord, you're good in all things, but that doesn't mean all things are good. And so we pray in hope, but we long for the day when we don't have to come to these type services anymore. When that final enemy is defeated once and for all. And we all sit at the dinner table together in your kingdom. We ask this in the name of Jesus, who rose, who conquered this grave, and who's coming back to put all things right. Lord, hasten that day and help us to be the type of people who reflect your image and your love to everyone we meet to even a tenth as much as Granny reflected your image and your love to everyone she met. Amen.